0: I don't think it was the biggest surprise, but it still classifies as
1: news. Pretty big news at that. Huge news. It was the reason we are slightly later with the podcast this week, because we knew that emergency meetings were taking place at the All England Club. A decision would be made. I think we all knew what the decision would be, but we thought it was only right and... Isn't it weird that we all knew what the decision would be, and yet I was still... I don't know, not shocked, not surprised, but... Just utterly disappointed when it was confirmed, although I knew it was going to be confirmed.
0: Well, there's something about it, isn't it? When it's there in black and white, it's, well, in purple and green, they write it down. (laughs) But, uh, you know, when it's there in front of you, it's confirmed, that's it, no going back. Even if miraculously everything sorted itself out in the next 24 hours, there's no going back. That's it, it's done. So that, yeah, there is something about that. Um, I mean, my hope was long gone. So I would say there was a glimmer of hope. <laughs> there, there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't really. But uh, yeah, so just yeah, the whole grass court season as well,
1: done. Gone in one swoop. We prefix all of this with it doesn't matter compared to what is going on in the grander scheme of things. Tennis is irrelevant. But in terms of this conversation and addressing this news, it's, it's the first time in peacetime there will be no Wimbledon. We are going to have... How weird is this? And I know we're always, well, you were either playing and I was watching or then working on it, in it. We're going to have a summer. We don't know what the summer's going to look like, but we're going to have a summer without grass courts, That that familiar sound, the smell of the courts, the balls being hit. It's just, and I know it's still a long way off at the moment, but it's just very weird for that to sink in and to understand that there won't, because the players, I remember Dominic Team saying he was practising, he was readying himself, for the grass in the hope probably more than expectation and now it's not going to happen it's not going to happen but I think they they were discussing things for a long
0: time weren't they Wimbledon of course being incredibly thorough with their due diligence but they of course discussed playing behind closed doors and I think that was thrown out Well, it was thrown out early on. Uh, I can only guess at the reasons, but it's still going to be a gathering of a thousand people. And I just I don't think that is going to be allowed. And I think I'm sure based on the information that they had, they knew that by the time we get to June, that's probably still not going to be allowed. Uh, You know, not only a thousand people, but a thousand people from all over the world all over the globe flying in every continent such a global sport is it's like a mini olympics that's that's what it is so you know so that was that was out that's what i would put down as the reason for not doing it but they may have different ones uh, and then of course looking at postponement like the french open did but that i think probably got thrown out fairly quickly as well just because of the time of year it's difficult the grass courts close at wimbledon around September so when are they going to do it and then once you get to September October it's very dewy on the court run out of light quite early as well so it was just not possible to postpone and you're left with cancellation.
1: 4 p.m. light stopping play every day. Wimbledon would go on for about a month, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're playing in
0: December.
1: <laughs> we're still going. We've just about got to the second round. No, it, it was the it was the right decision. And they talked about as well as not knowing what the state of the world would be. They didn't want to put the pressure on the emergency services who are working so hard at the moment, and they are critical to an event like Wimbledon, that houses so many people. But I think as we said about the French, the FFT, when they grabbed those two spare weeks later in the year, we both said, fair play, they've grabbed them. I just want to shake the person by the hand that had pandemic insurance (laughs) written into Wimbledon's insurance. I mean, that is genius. It is. And actually,
0: (laughs) it's something that... I mean, I suppose you, now that it's happened, you think, well, sure, <laughs> you would have pandemic <laughs> insurance, right? But uh, I didn't have any. I can tell you that for free. But yeah, it's, it. I suppose it is an extraordinary event, but. For people in the know, it's something that will happen. People just say it will happen. It will happen again. It's like a hurricane. It's like a a tsunami, a big disaster, that sort of thing. It it will happen. It's just about when and how ready are we? Turns out it happened this year and we weren't that ready. So (laughs) those were some issues. Yeah, I mean, now that, as I say, now that I think of it, I almost want to respond to you saying that by being, of course they had pandemic <laughs> insurance. Of course, That's such an obvious thing to do. But clearly, if you'd asked me six months ago, I would have said, don't waste your money.
1: And it does mean that financially they will lose in certain areas, but they are covered to a large Degree, which may have helped with making the decision. But at the end of the day, these are all businesses. They're earning money, they're putting on a tournament. There might be tournaments that we don't see again at the lower level because they just cannot come back from this. A grand slam not taking place loses an awful lot of money. Whereas Wimbledon, with this pandemic insurance, absolutely genius. And as you say, you're thinking, of course, why didn't everyone have it? They won't be hit as badly because of that. No,
0: financially, Seems like they're going to come through it fine. Um, of course, it's not just about running the tournament for them, they are a huge part of British tennis. Working incredibly closely with the LTA, who work incredibly closely with the AELTC, with the club, they kind of—it's it, all knitted together, and they—they they both work for each other. Uh, but a lot of cash comes from the championships and goes into British tennis as a whole, keeping the British grass court season alive and kicking. Because you need the grass to be good and strong and quality, so that Wimbledon still has its legitimacy and its season in the year. And then, of course, just British tennis in in general as well as everything that they do for the local area but uh, it seems like none of that's really going to be too affected I'm sure it will be
1: to an extent but it won't be catastrophic which is great news but again it it was expected and it was the right decision but you saw a tweet today from Carla Suarez Navarro who's retiring and she's not going to change her retirement plans and this would have been her last I know she doesn't love the grass not a favorite surface, but Wimbledon is an event at something special. How many players have said to you or you have heard saying that Wimbledon is their favourite tournament? Even if they go out first round every year, there is something very special. So she is saying goodbye to it from afar. There's the British players, and you know this more than most. And it's a it's a great time for a number of British players at all kinds of levels. This grass court season, they get a little bit more in the limelight if they want that. They're the financial bonuses incentives that come from this time of year it's and for players in general as we've talked about during a grand slam they can pick up an awful lot of money that will help them for the year
0: yeah it's it's huge in in so many ways particularly for the lower ranked players it's a grand slam that they just won't have and the majority of their earnings if you're ranked between say 60 and 100 the majority of your earnings comes from grand slams uh, that's oh, to be honest i say the majority i mean it's it's a huge amount comes from the grand slams so to just lose one of those is gone definitely with the other two in question that's um that's definitely a, a big a big blow for for those sorts of people and you know i know you said it earlier and of course look the world is bigger than tennis i'm afraid and we're learning that quite quickly as much as we get into our little bubble and we think it is the most important thing in the world <laughs> to watch this final this point it could be some random first round but it is the most important thing happening and you know of course we've we've had a, a nice shock to the system to just to remind us that it's not the most important thing in the world um but I still think it's okay to kind of sulk about it well anyway I'm telling myself that because I'm sulking about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I was I was sulking about it again today I even I, I warned my other half I said so this news is going to come today and it's I'm probably going to sulk a little bit <laughs> and he was like but you've told me that this was going to happen so why are you going to wait to sulk when it's confirmed and it's like we touched on it at the start because there's the statement someone is saying this has happened and he was like Yeah, but you knew it was going to happen. I said, no, it doesn't make any difference. (laughs) It's when it actually happens because it's and and especially working in it. And and when you played in it, it's it's part of it's part of the year. It's weird. A lot of my year is is run by tournaments so when I'm thinking back to a part of the year, what's going to happen? I'm like, oh, that was Madrid. Oh, that was Rome. That was Wimbledon. Because it's, it's, a very, it's very cyclical. And I just remember things by tournaments. So like we were saying at the moment, before we started the pod, I, I don't really know what day it is. I think earlier I said to someone it was Monday. I've told someone else it was Tuesday. It's actually Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it is strange, isn't it? I
0: mean, my whole year is pre-Wimbledon, Wimbledon and post-Wimbledon. That's it. (laughs) That's how it's always worked. Uh, And also then you have off-season. That's it. They're the only interesting bits. Um, Pre-Wimbledon always tends to go really, really fast. It's the beginning of the year. I don't know, like, you know, January is a bit of a long month, but you've got the Australian Open and you just get off. And then February is a quick month and it's just torment after torment after torment. Before you know it, you're at the grass. Um, And then Wimbledon is just this whirlwind, especially if you're British, of just craziness for a couple of weeks. Uh, And then the rest of the year... It's quite long. It's it's quite (laughs) long when you get to like kind of September, October. Because the thing is, you're starting to get tired the months are fairly long as well um I would say winter's closing in but you know we're quite lucky in that we follow the sun around (laughs) most of the time um but you know the grand slams are done and it just kind of feel you can feel it winding down and it just takes quite a while to get there um but then I don't think anyone's going to be complaining about that now they just want tennis to happen don't care what it is where it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I No, I don't mind. Just want tennis to start again. I actually started watching um, one of my favourite matches I've ever commentated on was the final in Montreal in 2018 between Simona Halep and Sloane Stephens. So I just started watching it again as I was doing my skull fluorescent puzzly thing. How, how's, how,
1: how's that going? It's about, I think it's about 90% done now. Yeah, yeah, I could finish is, it off is tomorrow. It as, is it as disturbing as the box looked?
0: It is a little bit disturbing, yeah. I will take a picture of it completed and post it. Um, but I you know, started watching the match and uh, I, oh, it was just so good. Um, I, yeah, it I just just made me sulk again. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to pick me up. I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? This was such a great match. And yeah, I actually stopped it after the first set. <laughs> I'll have to come back to it tomorrow. Were
1: you saying this is excellent commentary? I mean, they're they're really capturing the feel of this match.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i tell you what that's what makes it this match you know the, the commentators i'm actually super.
1: worried i'm gonna forget how to commentate I've, I've even i know with with the with with the twins just doing a little bit of football i even started commenting we, we played tag i think we used to call it it it's now called tag um i i started commentating on that i mean i was part of the game but i was commentating in with the boys in the garden on tag
0: Sad. but i tell you what you're gonna get really good at your phonics though aren't you so oh. ne- we're going to chuck you all the difficult names to pronu- pronounce. <laughs> You'll be there
1: doing your phonics. Yeah, but if, if I do them in a phonic way, it might not actually sound <laughs> how it, it's meant to be. I mean, I, I've really had enough of counting to 20 because I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, the S is not that way round. It's this way round. I promise you it's not that way around. It's this way around. So it's, uh, look, it's all very, look, the earliest we could have professional tennis is the 13th of July. Now, as we know, I, I know that face. I know that face. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I am an, op, and we had, a, we had a wonderful message from used to be a runner. And actually we've had a few lovely messages from people saying, thank you for continuing to do the pod to talk about a mix of tennis and, and random stuff. And I've I got some random stuff coming up. Um, and thank you for your positivity. And then it was well, one of you is positive, and <laughs> the, the other, other is the one... voice of
0: doom. No, and the other one is right. <laughs> so let's be honest. Everything that I've said is going to happen has happened. Things have been cancelled. So I'm um, I'm afraid I'm not going to be feeling
1: particularly positive about uh, tournaments happening from July 13th. So let me ask you this now: U.S. Open happening in its current slot or not? no i don't think so but i think look, it's so far away though it, it's
0: it's really difficult the, the grass is different because it can't move it can't play through the night that, that's it basically so it has to stay where it is <laughs> and where it is is not feasible so it's obviously it's the first slam now obviously new york it could potentially move dates it Could play all through the night if they needed to for whatever reason i don't know why they would have to um it's a
1: little bit more flexible i feel okay another question another question for you if us open keeps its dates and roland garros has its new two-week window can madrid play in between us open and roland garros no well, it can, <laughs> but no one will go. <laughs> so, so this was something that we both saw on social media. I saw it, it was I written in Spanish and someone had said, oh, look, this might." I actually thought it might be an April Fool's for a little bit because uh, mm. I, 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 maybe it is. Uh, just physically, I've just, there's, look, I know tournaments and we talked about the financial costs. I mean, Indian Wells is still planning on popping up at some point, but if there is tennis, they want to try and squeeze in somewhere. <laughs> but I mean, they're squeezing in and they're squeezing in. I, mean, I just, that I just, just can't happen. Can that happen? It just can't happen.
0: Well, you can change draw sizes. I mean, you can do all sorts, really, can't you? Madrid want Rafa there, so that's that's the thing, right? Surely that if they, okay, Rafa, we'll give you a draw of four. Just you, do you know what? Just you, and pick a player you want to play against in the final. That will be Madrid. Just get it out there, get it done, because he's of course such a a huge draw for them. Even though it's not necessarily his uh, his number one tournament, um, yeah, he's been fairly successful. Uh, so I don't know, but I suppose everybody's going to have had such a long break that they'll be happy to just play and play and play. But you do have to be careful if you haven't played for. We're talking about the best part of six months there maybe four, what, five months to then play Grand Slams. The guys are going to be playing best of five set matches, of course, two weeks long, squeezing in Madrid in the middle. Maybe they could play Madrid in the second week of the US Open. (laughs) Just everybody who's lost can go. I mean, you've got to be concerned about injuries as well. You can't just kind of come out of the blue. People have been exercising and training in their garages for five (laughs) months. They haven't seen daylight. Everyone's going to get so sunburned if they don't (laughs) live in a hot country. I'm telling you. (laughs) Because you build up the tolerance in your skin when you're traveling in the sun. All, all year like I'm really fair and freckly and when I first started playing tennis I used to burn all the time and then you just build up the tolerance on it on it and you just get much much better you still of course put on a lot of SPF good, and good. A, lot, a lot of factor 50 don't worry I'd wake up in the morning I'd go head to toe I'd do two or three layers before I played but you could just tell it was just a bit more comfortable for you you weren't worried about it so much and it was just more more bearable so, especially the brits they're going to turn up pale and <laughs> they're not going to be able to survive the heat it's going to be pretty pretty rough going but oh there are just so so many different things to think about look the whole playing two slams back to back it's just not a big deal. I like, just whatever. Like we just want to play. Like whether it's slams, whether it's Madrid, you know, whether it's a, a challenger, anything. People just want to play. We just want to watch it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's, that's all we want to happen. So yes, it will be a big shock to the system, and I, I imagine we'll probably see, uh, un- unfortunately, an increase in injuries at the beginning part of the season. Whenever that season does begin,
1: um, it. Yeah, we just got to play. Just got to get out there and play. I don't know if you can give me a yes or no on this. Will we play professional tennis in 2020 again?
0: Well, I mean, it's all just speculation, isn't it? We're just guesswork. I personally am not optimistic at all. I don't see how. Like I explained, like it's like a mini Olympics. It's not like other sports. So say you've got rugby the rugby league that's played in the uk you've got people that live in this country they travel around this country so if this country becomes okay if the uk is a go and it's now a green zone and everything's fine and we're 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 back to normal say by the time we get to september or whatever then that can start again but you couldn't for example host wimbledon because people are coming from all over the place you've got thousands of people coming from all over the world and i'm not talking about the crowd i'm talking about the players and the staff um the coaches the trainers yeah. every corner of the earth they'll be coming from and there will still be red zones at that time so do you go ahead with a tournament where 30 of the players just cannot come because they're not allowed to because you, your country just won't let them in or the flights just aren't there or they have to quarantine for two weeks and they're not able to do that or whatever the reason is Or I don't know, maybe you do. Maybe you do just run it and say, tough luck. We're just going to run it for the people who can get here. And that's not many of you. (laughs) I, I don't know. But I feel like tennis is in quite a unique situation in how global it is. It's always been our biggest strength, I think, for our sport, more than any other sport. If you think of all of the big, big sports in the world, and tennis is one of them, We are truly global. We have tournaments all over the world. We have players from all over the world. It's absolutely extraordinary. And unfortunately, I think that huge strength of ours is really going to work against us when it comes to
1: getting things back underway. Can I tell you that my positivity, my optimism was severely tested last Friday. I don't know when that was. It was a few days ago when our boiler broke. Oh. Boiler broke. And it's 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 never a good time for a boiler to break. But two things here. Firstly, we had a downturn in the weather. So I think on Sunday it was it was freezing, it was zero. Secondly, not allowed to leave the house. <laughs> so normally the boiler breaks you know, go to friend's, go to your mum and dads, can I have a shower? Can we just get warm? So we're not allowed to leave the house. We were lit four of us were in two rooms, effectively living in that a wonderful plumber came out because they're allowed to work on emergencies. And said, I know what the problem is. That's good news. You're thinking, oh, bad news is I can't get the bit till the earliest Monday. It turned out to be Tuesday. So for the whole weekend, living in two rooms. And it was so cold. It's so cold, I I couldn't message on the phone. I actually couldn't. Homeschooling went out the window. Because you know when you're so cold, you just can't can't think. We were all kind of huddling together and staying warm. But I have to say, I like to be optimistic. I like to see silver lining and a positive it, it was very 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 difficult those few days it was it's really cold did you get your
0: survival skills out burn a pile of books in the
1: living room that sort of thing. <laughs> burn, burn all the
0: school books well, get a fire going huddle around yeah
1: i kind of thought with wood floors that'd be a really bad idea because they would lose the flooring <laughs> just didn't want to make things didn't want to make things worse. but the wonderful thing about children is they are mini hot water bottles Chil- ah. they don't feel the cold as much as adults or we've just got bad circulation so when we've basically getting the ski gear out the loft and completely wrapped up as if we're about to jump on a pair of skis and go down a mountain and I'm still cold and I was probably moaning to you by message about it <laughs> the boys were kind of t-shirt shorts little rosy cheeks <laughs> running around going this is great and I'm thinking, What's wrong here? So so the one <laughs> I could just imagine you walking around in like your salopettes. <laughs> You know, with a with a or just the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I basically cooked all weekend, so the oven was on, and I just I just kept churning it. I turned out banana muffins. I turned out about six meals. I was cooking anything I could get my hands on, just so I could cook and have the warmth of the oven. Honestly, it was so. Oh, no, it was so but it's cold. all fixed now. It's yes. And again, okay. he was. He was love. absolutely lovely. And he came and we all stayed. We sort of quarantined in one room when he came in. And he was a really, really lovely guy. Um, And he lent us a a sort of mini heater as well. But no, it's all fixed. And I think I hugged the radiator because we've got those tall radiators, the ones that go floor to ceiling. Mm. I just, I cuddled one for about an hour. (laughs) So I thought that was bad (laughs) until 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 you sent me until you sent me a video earlier
0: today. I feel like yours is worse though. Mine was more dramatic. Um, But you didn't have hot water for three four days or whatever it was. Well no we we just had all of a sudden out of nowhere um, coming through the ceiling, like a, a lot of water. Now we've had leaks before. <laughs> we're in an old house, we're in a Victorian house. That's what happens, right? <sighs> but not like drips, as in a full bucket of water, like a big bucket was <laughs> filling up, like in 20 seconds. Every 20 seconds you're having oh, to empty. It was wow. so much water. Basically, a pipe above us had just completely blown apart. So it was just an just a open-ended pipe really and just all of the water flooding down so it was coming through our our light fittings. It was just absolutely gushing for ages. I thought we were gonna drown. <laughs> it's <was> just ridiculous. <laughs> we're on the first floor. Like it's just stupid that <laughs> it was just oh it was unbelievable. But it has been fixed apparently we have a very damp ceiling. Um we have some damage But we still have hot water. We're still comfortable. We can still shower. That's good because it was coming in above the shower. We just can't use the light because it's very wet. It's not a good idea. (laughs) Uh, We just can't lose the light in there. So the consequences were not... As bad, I say now, having not seen the damage that's been done, <laughs> because you have got to wait for it to dry out a bit. I feel—I I don't know—I feel like ours was it was not bad, not as bad. But I sent you the video as it was happening. <laughs> it was—I it was, was like, "This is me right now," and it's just this waterfall. It was running all down
1: the walls. I cannot tell you how much water was coming down. I didn't even think it was possible. It looked—I was like, "What on earth is that?" It took me a couple of seconds to realise what i was looking at because it was just cascading water and i was like what on earth and there was no kind of message just got this video so at the moment everyone's sending sort of lighthearted quarantine videos aren't they and <laughs> yeah. my my favorite one that i'm sure some parents have seen is the one is it from family guy i didn't even know it was from family guy and there's yeah. this little kid baby whatever saying mama Mama, like a hundred times, which I get kind of in stereo every day, and it was just uh, so a lot of those videos go around. So when you sent this, I was like, oh, it's going to be something like I don't know, day whatever in quarantine. Then <laughs> I press play, I was like, oh, oh. that's not so good. <laughs> yeah, I know it wasn't great, but you know what? It did uh, eat up a couple of hours of my day. <laughs> this and, and thank you to everyone who's still getting in touch with sort of homeschooling tips and ideas. I'm, what, week two of homeschooling and I've totally run out of ideas. <laughs> so I will keep looking into that. But the one thing I found during this very cold period is I forgot that I'd ordered some games and I, I just couldn't think straight in terms of sitting there with a pen writing letters and phonics and all that kind of thing. So the best game, I was going to play it for you this evening, but I think the boys have got it in their room and they're asleep. Um, it's called Who's Poo? Okay. <laughs> That doesn't sound like it's uh, specifically my cup of no, tea. It's, it's no, but it's very educational because it's 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 all forms of animal okay. poo, and you've got to you've got to match it to the animal. Uh, right. <laughs> <You've got>
0: to... <laughs> so not to lie. Imagine, not sure where to
1: go with this. <laughs> but you can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine. Uh, one of the favorite words of a four-year-old is poo. Yeah. Do they do like poo? Say it a lot. They do it a lot. It's just, it's a word that just makes them giggle. Okay. So I managed to incorporate that into an educational game. They now, if they go for a walk, they can say, ah, that belongs to an armadillo. Not that we have many around here, (laughs) but they might, oh, oh, that was a bear or that belonged to a fox. They're going to be proper wildlife specialists. I'm impressed. I wouldn't know. you see? So it's 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 educational. It made them laugh, because when I put the game down, I said, this is what it's called. They laugh for about 15 minutes. So that was that was 15 <laughs> minutes of the day gone. That's wonderful. And then it's amazing how many different types there are, by the way. There's lots of cards in this box. And it's a little memory game. So at the end, we had a bit of education, a bit of homeschooling. And I think maybe about an hour had passed. It, it sounds interesting, as I say. <laughs> is that part of the curriculum? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not sure how closely you're actually... By the time they go back to school, the teachers are going to go, so how was it? And you're going to say, yeah, it was great, did lots. And they're going to start talking about what they've learned or what they haven't learned. The
1: teachers are going to say, what? Okay. Can can you write your name? No, but I can tell you that that belongs to a fox. <laughs> it's like... a badger's poo. It's <laughs> what it is. It's, it's all about, I tell you what, it's all about breaking things up. And we got a lovely, we actually got a lovely email from the headmistress that because a lot of my friends have said they've been feeling the pressure, although we're only dealing with four and five year olds here, but they're feeling the pressure of educating at home and homeschooling them. I, I haven't really felt the pressure because I thought they're they're still young and we're we're doing bits and pieces, making it fun. But the headmistress sent out a letter saying I've seen lots of parents from other schools posting, my child can now do a rubik's cube in four seconds mine <laughs> More can waste of time. mine can cook a roast dinner and mine can now drive and she said don't feel the pressure just have fun stay healthy and it was actually a very nice thing because i know i i was kind of fine with it i mean you could see my game choices but there were a lot of people that were were getting really stressed um the most common thing on my whatsapp group with the mums is can I have a glass of wine yet? <laughs> that seems to. Be. So I think it's just about keeping it relaxed and fun. And something I did, it's sort, of, sort of with the boys in mind, but I did a little bit of educating myself. Um, you'll be glad to know. And I am now qualified to deliver the Miss Hits tennis programme founded by Judy Murray. I know. I saw your tweet with your Yay. certificate and everything. Yeah.
0: I thought you just kind of photoshopped it but uh, (laughs) apparently it's it's real I don't know, I checked
1: with Judy, she said it was real (laughs) I did the course Uh, people should look into it, Judy was making it free for a period of time because it had been so popular and it's a course you do online, there's lots of videos, there's quizzes you have to get 100% in each quiz to go to the next Part of the program, and at the end, if you pass, you get this. You can take the quiz again and again and again, but at the end, you get a certificate. And uh, it was great, actually. It was. I spent a day. I sort of got stuck into it. I said to my other half, "Can you just watch the boys? I really want to do this." And um, it was. You know what? It was great to really get submerged back into the world of tennis for a bit. It's and it gave me loads of ideas. So I've had socks rolled up as bean bags. I put a net up in the kitchen. We've had sponge balls. We've had all sorts of balloons. So it's, uh, are you going to join me? Are you going to become a qualified coach as well? Yeah, why not? Absolutely! Oh no, it's such a brilliant
0: program. I've seen the course delivered a lot. I've seen um, Judy deliver it and seen her at uh, national coach conference and that sort of thing. So I you know uh, an awful lot of the content. So fingers crossed, I actually managed to pass. But uh, <laughs> um, oh no, it's a fabulous course. I've seen it really grow as well. It's, it's really adapted and changed with still the, the core principles that she set out with at the beginning. Um, it's a fabulous, fabulous course. I'll definitely try and get involved. But you know, you were talking about games. I actually made up a game this week. I made up a quiz to do with my friends right. um, because we did like a social, like a house party thing or like Zoom where you know, everybody's everybody phones in, right? It's a conference call. And we did a social. But the thing is, is when you have lots of people in that sort of situation, you can't, It's very if you've got like 10 people, it's very difficult to just kind of chat because everyone talks over each other. And it it can be quite difficult. So it needs a bit of structure. So I came up with this quiz. (laughs) Uh, And I think it went down quite well. It was a sports quiz. I think you do particularly well on it. And also you get to work on your steps if you're counting your steps each day. Um, Because you have to do a little bit of of running. And basically, I would give a clue. The answer to that clue would be be an athlete who has a, a, a household item hidden in their name you didn't get points for answering it. You had to go and grab the household item and the first person back with the item
1: holding it in front of the
0: camera won the five points. See what I mean? You look very confused.
1: No, I'm, I, think I, I think I'm completely lost. Okay, give me an example of a question and answer in the Okay, item.
0: right. So uh, this American tennis player made the final of the US Open in 2017, losing to Sloane Stephens so they had to go and find some keys exactly so the first person to grab keys and hold up in front of the
1: the video camera won the point see I, I got a bit nervous when you asked me a question I thought what if I don't you know I was thinking oh no what if I don't know the answer this is gonna be terrible. I'll edit the pause don't worry I'll make it tighter <laughs> took you about 10 like... seconds but you know I'll, I'll chop it out I was like what? so okay so how many were you on this thing on the quiz uh, I think there was about nine or ten of us in the end um, but it, it was quite funny
0: because basically the only ones I came up with were tennis ones which was Jack Sock and Madison Keys <laughs> and then I, so I thought there's a game in this oh you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and make it so I, I, I have a lot of time on my hands all of my friends <laughs> have jobs they're actually working from home <laughs> I'm just at home <laughs> trying to occupy myself but uh, So I spent actually a good couple of hours desperately trying to find athletes that have household items in their name. Um, it's really
1: difficult, but I think I got 11 in Can, the can you remember, any away from our sock and keys, have you got yeah. a couple of athletes? Come on, give me a couple of athletes. Uh,
0: so uh, known as the hitman, this boxer is regarded as the best light welterweight of all time.
1: Oh, um, Ricky Hatton.
0: Yeah, you got a Ricky Hatton exactly. So, what do you need to go and get? Hat. There you go. So, the first person to come back with a hat
1: wins a point. It's not really. It's not really a household object to hat. Everyone's got a hat at home. It's not really a household object though, is it? I'm thinking. I'm thinking kettle, toaster. Yeah, I'm thinking appliances. You can't bring a cooker. <laughs> for
0: God's sake.
1: See now, I'm thinking. You know what? Can we just put this if because I think are you going to do another quiz like this? I don't. Well, there are no more athletes that have household items. I've that. got. I've got faith in our listeners. That they can come up with some okay okay so what are you looking for Athlete, just athletes or sports well it was
0: athletes but yeah athletes that have something in their name that you can go and grab so remarkably <laughs> I couldn't think of anyone with book in their name because I thought that would be an easy one
1: yeah no I'm, I'm thinking now this is the problem I, I'm actually looking around the room I'm in and I'm trying to make an athlete's name out of it
0: this German is the only driver in history to win seven Formula One
1: World Championships ah Michael Schumacher there you go grab yourself a <laughs> I'm good at this stuff. Okay, so if if any wow, so did did you get a good? Were people getting all these things for you? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was it was really good. Uh, we did
0: have some people who actually couldn't move. Somebody just had an operation on their foot, and she <laughs> couldn't really just like <laughs> dive around the place. So I said that she could draw the object and still get get points for that. But yeah, if you were first back, you got five points, and everybody else, if you got it right, you got two points, or if you drew it or wrote it, you got one point. Um, that so must have looked
1: gonna... really weird. People just kept disappearing from the chat and then running back with a sock or something.
0: Yeah, no, there were some good ones. Well, the best one was the uh, the, the British Olympian javelin thrower from the eighties,
1: Fatima Whitbread. There you go. What are you going to get? I'm good at this? Uh, loaf of bread. See, you should have played. I'm you were good won. at this quiz. <laughs> you haven't done any running around yet. <laughs> For anyone listening, if you can think of others, then uh, then Naomi can do quiz part two. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I've got, i got a few more, but we'll let, we'll let people buzz in with uh, their ones because maybe I can do another one. You know, my, my favorite thing is with the, and you know when they, I've talked in the past about words when they spell out a word, so they say, lamp, you know, le amper cat, and you're like, you know, my favorite one at the moment is when they spell out was they say was yeah you can understand it right and here is where english gets very tricky so they look at it they go were ass was and i just think it sounds so great i don't want to correct them which is wrong because it's was well they're kind of right but i kind of like was (laughs) was is great i was here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just really every time they do it they go what ass was and i'm thinking just please keep saying was <laughs> so the, again this is where i fall down as a teacher you know what i'm learning on the job i haven't quit yet but we haven't completed two weeks so we're we're gonna we're gonna see how that goes
0: i wish you the very best of luck with your <laughs> wazzes and wazzes <laughs>
1: Was <laughs> wow, so, so much better. And can I just say a quick apology to Matthew, because he sent through the website, he sent a couple of emails with loads of really good questions. I think he was worried. I don't think he likes the ish. I think he was worried that he had a few months of ish stretching ahead of him. <laughs> so... He sent uh, some tennis questions, which are really good. We'll get to them. We'll, we'll get We've got time. We've got time. I think postponements... Well, US Open, didn't they, released a statement today, uh, Wednesday. It is Wednesday, saying at the moment we're still as we were. So I don't think we're going to have postponement news for a while now. I think that's done for a bit. So, so Matthew, thank you. And if anyone else wants to get in touch, website... Instagram, Twitter. Oh yes, the names athletes, sports people. With appliances, not appliances, objects. Anything you could find in a household. Get involved. We'll we'll put a few of those out next week. Excellent.
0: And I will we'll, we'll speak again. And hopefully, like you say, fingers crossed, there won't be any more news because
1: at the moment all news is bad news. Yeah, you're right actually. And again, everyone stay safe, look after each other, but we'll uh, yeah, no we'll, we'll we'll be with you. We'll we'll keep going. See you then. Bye.